Hello, and welcome back to Crypto Sapiens. I am your host, Humpty Calderon. And today we are talking to Zach, core contributor at Coordinate. Coordinate spreads the decision-making power to the fringes so that everyone in an organization has an opportunity to recognize and reward their peers. Leaving a note to the people that you are recognizing on Coordinate has become an intrinsic motivator, according to Zach. People might forget how many give they got or who they allocated to, but they always remember how many notes they've received and from whom. That feedback is important to make people feel valued. About building in Web3, Zach says, we can actually make it reflect the system we want to participate in and create systems that better reflect our values. There's lots to unpack here. So without further ado, let's get started. All right. Um, Well, I'm Zach. I come from... uh, Cascadia, uh, which is uh, Portland, Oregon, where I was born and raised, and I now live in uh, Guanacaste on the west coast of Costa Rica. I moved here a couple of years ago with my family. And um, I'd say, you know, my professional life has been all geared around sort of uh, a saner way to live and, uh, and collaboration. So... Basically, you know, sustainability, um, systems change, like these are the things I focused on. I was a sustainability consultant for Fortune 50 companies for several years, working on, you know, sustainability strategy, programming, communications, um, working with Apple and Dell and Intel and their tier one suppliers on how to increase sustainability in their supply chain. Um, That work led me to see that everyone recognizes the necessity of collaboration and, and loves the idea of collaboration, but are, are really bad at actually collaborating um, and, and often ignore like the, the significant, let's say, overhead um, that, that collaborating brings. And so that led me to co-found a consultancy called Converge, which was focused on basically bringing together stakeholders from the public, private, and social sectors together to address systemic issues. So how do we steward 500,000 acres of redwoods, right? When we have many different owners and many different worldviews on what stewardship means. So we would bring all those people together. How I describe it now is basically we were making IRL DAOs. Um, So we were bringing together a bunch of different stakeholders that all cared about this thing and turning them into a community that could identify you know, leverage points in the system so that they could get some things done that had to happen in the system scale, right? If I'm clearing all the invasives out of my patch of ground and you're not, then it's useless because they're just going to come right back over. So we have to collaborate um, toward these shared goals. So I did uh, converge. We grew that for about eight years. Um, and then right around the time of, of kind of in the depths of COVID, um, and just wanting, wanting a break, I sort of set myself up for a sab- sabbatical and was uh, inadvertently led into the world of, of DeFi, but especially DAOs. Um, and once I discovered those, just kind of like, you know, swan dive down the rabbit hole. Um, and it, it felt like a way to sort of scale the work we'd been doing at Converge, um, you know, doing these impact networks, but, but online. 
um, and ways to do that asynchronously and globally. Uh, and, and one of the ways that we paid each other at Converge, so Converge actually operated a lot like a DAO as well. We didn't have, there was no one on payroll, there was no employees, we were all just independent entities that would come together to do these projects um, kind of under the, the Converge brand. Um, but when we would invoice a client, we would, the project team would put the money in the middle of the table and then we'd have a conversation about who should get what based on what we did. Um, and that had the benefit both of being more fair in terms of the people that had the most value got the most pay, but it also turned out to just be really good team hygiene, a uh, really good way to get real-time feedback from you know, people that had watched you work. Um, and to give real-time feedback, it really, you know, builds trust and flushes out like those little micro resentments that sort of can build up over time in, in any relationship, um, just kind of give a place to, to flush those out. And, and so as I started contributing a yearn, um, ended up sort of seeing the, the challenge they were having with kind of the grant committee and, what well, you know, how is the grant committee deciding who gets grants and why are we the ones on this grant committee? <laughs> um, you know, that was never decided. And so we said, why not let the community decide, you know, who should, who should get these grants? Um, and so we built a very V1-ish, V0-ish version of Coordinate. Um, and, you know, from there, kind of people, it was really solving a problem that a lot of DAOs have. And then we, we, kind of went all in on it. So I've been working on coordinate full time for the past um, year and a half, almost. Yeah, year and a half. Wow. Almost two years. Yeah, it almost sounds like you were doing the work that you're doing at coordinate long before coordinate existed. I I know Oh for sure. I mean yeah, we were, I know we were, this yeah. piece, but I'd like for you, if you wouldn't mind to dive a little bit into kind of the theory or the philosophy of, you know, coordinate and this uh, give gifting uh, and this kind of spreading the incentives to the fringes that really is at the root of coordinate mm -hmm. and that had already been established in some way already previously at Yearn and at Converge. So... I take a lot of inspiration from a, a, a few different sort of, I guess, lineages of thought, but um, a lot of what Frederick Lou sort of tied together and pointed to in reinventing organizations uh, around, you know, harnessing collective intelligence, um, around, you know, trusting the people who are making the decisions with the power to, to own and end those decisions um, was really inspired by a lot of the, the ways that a lot of the companies that he points to in that book, you know, and the way that it's like, um, he kind of has that apocryphal example, you know, you can, you can create a big elaborate system to keep people from, you know, taking tools at the wrong time, uh, out of, out of the warehouse, or you can just have a sign that says return the tools. And, you know, if one goes missing, that's still vastly cheaper than this big tracking system. Um, so, pushing decisions to the edges, pushing trust to the edges. Um, and then also, you know, positive psychology. And there's obviously a, a big body of work that, you know, telling somebody thank you um, 
for the work they've done and really getting them recognized is a huge boost to their intrinsic motivation. And, and we know that intrinsic motivation is like vastly more, more powerful than extrinsic. Um, and so, yeah, really tried to build coordinate as, as much as a cultural tool than as a compensation tool and really trying to put gratitude at the, at the heart of it. Um, and, and we've seen, you know, it, the, the user feedback, I always say it's like people kind of might forget how many give they got or, or who they allocated to, but they always know exactly how many notes they got and who they got them from. Um, and I think because we especially work in this sort of more, you know, async, um, pseudo anon, anon world, like having, having that feedback directly of like this thing you're doing is appreciated and matters. Uh, is hyper valuable for people, uh, and so we really tried to build, you know, positive psychology, gratitude, and intrinsic motivation as sort of the key, the key pillars in, in how the tool works. Um, so it, it does do compensation, but that's not really, I feel like, where the, the actual value is. The actual value is in is in kind of creating that flywheel of of connection and appreciation, and then performance. I've definitely been, I, I'm a part of several circles uh, using Coordinate and I hear frequently one of the more uh, thrilling and memorable to your point experiences of using it is that thank you note. It's that, you know, ability to kind of recognize others, not just through, you know, remuneration in some token, but also recognition and appreciation simply using words. And I think, it's it's definitely very impactful. Uh, I've definitely uh, received some, definitely sent some, uh, and heard from the communities that I'm part of that that is probably one of the more exciting things of that. Another thing that if you're using Coordinate, you have access to is that visual representation of connections, right? Uh, between individuals in an organization. I think it's really cool to see the visualization of these connections across the entire organization, but also these connections deepening or strengthening over time, right? I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it because we work in a very uh, digital world, right? Where we're probably in a Discord somewhere or we're you know using some other communication platform, but we rarely work in person. So to be able to look to that and see how your connections have grown over time. I think it's hugely important. Yeah. And, you know, we have, we have some cool stuff on our roadmap as far as really enhancing the sort of, um, I guess, engagement around that map, like what it can do, what it can show. So being able to, to sort of show all time give, for example, um, and to show sort of evolutions over time. Um, you know, we've seen some pretty cool prototypes of like watching the first circle and then just putting it in sequence and seeing how it grows and changes. Um, so yeah, I feel like, I feel like we've only kind of scratched the surface of the kind of cool stuff that that, that, that map can do. Um, and, and another thing that, you know, we've been thinking a lot about, and this is always kind of the, the hard thing, like want to really keep it simple. You know, I think, I think doing one thing well has been, one of the strengths of, of coordinate, but you know, are there, are there other kinds of, of, uh, of give 
you know, we've, we've toyed around with the idea of like there's give, which are attached to the budget, and then there's props, which aren't, um, but really allow you to sort of show that, that connection and gratitude piece. Um, but, you know, to, to the point earlier, it's kind of like this, the, the notes, the notes and compensation really work together. I feel like if it, if it wasn't for the compensation, it kind of becomes more of a fluffy toy, right? And you're like, oh yeah, give kudos, like say thanks to people. But like, you're, you know, you'll do that once, but it's not something you're going to really prioritize and make time for when, when you have, you know, this limited number of give that you're sharing with people, um, and you're making tough choices. You know, there's never kind of enough give to, to really thank everybody. But that forced prioritization kind of adds stakes to it that, that make the, the whole thing more meaningful um, because it, you know, it, it costs you something um, to, to do. And that's, you know, the, the notes sort of work together with that. Um, I think what you're talking about is there are different types of incentives we can use to recognize each other's contributions. There's financial incentives, and I think give is a good representation of that. It's thank you so much for the work that we did this season, this month, however long your epoch goes on for. And there's a note which goes along with that give, but you know, it's, it's a different type of incentive. Like there's, there's that just recognition, that, that note of appreciation, the the effort, the time is what you recognize there, not just the money that gets dispersed um, at the end of that, uh, you know, at the end of that epoch. But now you're talking about like props potentially being another way to incentivize, uh, you know, con- contributions and uh, and cooperation or, or coordination. Um, yeah, as as potential sort of. Uh, and I should I should emphasize that this is not something that's on our roadmap. It's just something we've we've played with and talked about a lot because um, there is you know this desire like how do I recognize people uh, more? Um, uh, we've also talked about like things like having you know each person has a golden give like you have one that you can give out during each epoch to really like shine a light on somebody and recognize them. Um, maybe mint an NFT to send to them. So those are all things that we're uh, excited to, to nail down and put out. Um, but yeah, just, you know, overall, I'd say, how do we increase more that, that recognition and connection and those drivers of intrinsic motivation? Because, you know, not, not just for the warm fuzzies, which are nice, but really because we know that that's what drives team performance, right? Um, I mean, you know, spent a lot of time with, with the research and literature. And, you know, we know that, that psychological safety, equal contributions, you know, these are the things that are kind of the hallmarks of performance across all different kinds of contexts. Um, and, you know, and intrinsic motivation, obviously. So how can we make sure we're increasing those, um, or at least contributing to, you know, increasing those within teams? Uh, it's kind of a cliche. It's a little bit trite. And, you know, everyone in Web3, we love to talk about the vibes. Uh, but it's really true, right? Like culture eats strategy for breakfast and teams that that vibe are also really high-performing teams. Um, and so, you know, the more that we can up those, it's not just a nice-to-have. Uh, it, it really is kind of the, the bedrock that, 
that good results are are built on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we're we've 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 hit a moment in Web three where we're seriously considering that intrinsic motivation, right? Where we're really trying to be thoughtful about what is it that uh, can incentivize someone, what is it that can reward someone fairly, right? Um, and then retain them to want to do this work, right? Because it's it's a lot of it's a lot of effort. Uh, to do the work that we do in DAOs and in Web3. Um, so it's really great to hear that, you know, at least the conversations are ongoing over at Coordinate in terms of like looking at the entire Web3 ecosystem to see how incentives or compensation, right, can work. Um, I was actually uh, really fascinated by the discussion that happened, like I told you earlier, over at MCON 2, where you and a few other folks uh, were on stage and talking about compensation, what do you think this is, you know, just your thoughts doesn't have to be like what Coordinate is doing about it, but what do you think uh, we need to improve to do compensation better? Because I hear people talking about bounties, but I also hear people saying bounties are not enough. We hear talk, you know, the talk about role pay, but sometimes role pay may... Uh, put someone in a position where they don't have flexibility, right? And obviously, I think coordinate floats in between all of those things where um, there is this, you know, uh, continuous way of like remunerating people, recognizing people that is outside of those two things. Do you think it needs to be more of one, more of the other, a balance of all three or something else? I mean, if when we're talking at that broad a high level, it, it seems like they're, you know, all three has to be the answer. Um, you know, there are some things that are very transactional, you know, bounties make a lot of sense. Um, you know, we see that all the time in our daily lives. You know, it's like, this is, this is how much this costs to do this thing. Like, okay, done. You know, that's a bounty. Um, and so, you know, I, I definitely think bounties have their place for like very defined, you know, deliberate work. Like I need, X amount of these. Okay, great. Done. Um, and anyone can pick it up. You know, that, that makes sense for a lot of things. And, and obviously for a lot of things, it doesn't, you know, for more subjective creative work, like boundaries are terrible. Um, you know, coordinate is, is great. I think for, for that kind of work that's sort of ongoing and creative and subjective where, you know, you're really getting that feedback from your team about, about, the value that you're adding. Um, and that can help steer you toward doing more of something or less of something um, to really, you know, help you find what your gifts are to, to share and, and what they, what they appreciate, you know, coordinate can be a useful sort of compass in your, in your Ikigai uh, journey. Um, and then, you know, there's also like a, a really important, a lot of times an important need for just, you know, some salary, a version of a salary, right? Like, you know, I, I, I have kids, I have bills and I need, you know, <laughs> I need some sort of certainty on uh, that this, this is, this is what's happening. Um, you know, in, in that sense, I feel like one of the biggest problems in, in web three is, is revenue. Um, you know, that would solve a lot of compensation issues. Um, you know, there's a, we're, we're building for a future 
we're super early and we're building for a future that isn't here yet. Um, and so, you know, we don't have hordes of users that are paying for the things that we're building. Um, you know, I, I, outside of like, you know, the, the Uniswaps of the world, but they're outside of, of some select DeFi DAOs, you know, a lot of the DAO tools, a lot of people that are being built are certainly not, not profitable. Um, not yet. And we all are obviously here because we think they will be. We think this is the future and it, it definitely is. But, um, you know, it's, it's obviously that the analogy is, you know, the early days of the internet. Like, they were all right about the internet, but they may not have been right about the business model and they were there for it too soon or, you know, all these things. Um, so, you know, there's always going to be a mix of compensation that makes sense depending on the context. I think coordinate is a really a, a novel one in the sense again of like it's it's a mindset shift of really getting away from this pyramid mindset you know that we that we get from a very young age you know like first it's our our parents are the boss and you know we're the kids and then you have the the principal and the teacher and the students and then you have the boss and the managers and the work you know and there's it, it, even, you know, governments work this like everything, sort of all of our human systems, when we look around predominantly, especially in the Western world, have all been designed around this sort of like pyramid structure. And so this mindset shift of like, you know, taking responsibility, which is both really empowering and really imposing. Um, I mean, this is, you know, the real power of Web3 is the, the sovereignty that, that it increases. And saying no, you're you're responsible for, you know, the results of of the DAO. You're responsible for what you get paid and what other people get paid. Um, and there's obviously, you know, pros and cons that go along with that approach. But I think that mindset shift is is the most important thing, um, and in some ways, the hardest. You you touched on something there that I think we can explore a little bit further. And you were talking about, you know, this. Uh, Rev, this lack of revenue, us being early, um, and we talked a little bit about this even before we, you know, kind of kicked off the podcast. Uh, what I mean, so we're in the space where we are trying to increase adoption of Web three. Um, I think we're all really talking to the same people across all of the say all of the different projects. We're all still engaging the same folks over and over and over again. I think. Less so about how we can gain adoption for Web3 and more so about how do we communicate the value of what it is that we're building to someone who has no idea what is a DAO, someone who has no idea of these different mechanisms of compensation, right? Like using Coordinate as an example, where you as an employee could actually uh, remunerate and recognize someone else sitting across from you. What are some of the things you think that we could do better when it comes to communicating this so that others can get that same excitement that we have and want to be a part of this uh, ecosystem that we're building? I guess, I don't know if this is what we should do, but sort of my dream is that, is that we, there's, there, we're able to sort of collectively create this a shared narrative. Um, and, and it's really about, to, to me, I love the, the paraphrasing 
you know, Buckminster Fuller, he says, you know, don't fight against the old paradigm, create a new one. So that, that makes the old one obsolete. And, and I sort of say that as like, throw a better party. You know, we don't have to fight against the old system. Just throw a better party and like people will show up there eventually. And you don't have to convince anyone of anything. You don't have to, you know, do change management. It's just like, no, we're just going to go over here and have more fun. Like you'll, you'll come eventually. Uh, and, and I feel like, you know, this is obviously like tinged with a lot of idealism and, and naivete, but you know, web three does have the ability to, to create some fundamentally new systems, new structures, new ways of organizing, new ways of incentivizing, new ways of tokenizing value, um, and trading value and sharing value and incentivizing the production of value. Uh, I think we all see this and, you know, especially with younger generations, but I think almost everyone, like we look at all of the predominant institutions in our world and they're all sort of, you know, busted beyond repair and, and kind of beyond incremental change, you know, whether it's government or education or healthcare or, you know, criminal justice, like whatever it is, you look at it and you're like, that is just like, what a mess. Um, and, and the idea that we could actually create new systems that, that have different flow throughs of value and different ways to allocate value, um, you know, is idealistic, but, but I think that's the kind of story that, that can really speak to people and bring them. And I think aside from the sort of casino mania of, of crypto hype cycles and the bull run, um, I think it's those value sets that, that are really going to bring people and, and, create that core of culture that as it grows more that we really want at the center of it. I certainly felt that and saw that at DevCon. Um, you know, I think the, the work that Milwaukee is doing with, you know, Green Pill and, and Gitcoin in general, um, really talking about public goods and bringing those forward. Um, you know, there's a lot of projects I could name that I think are, are building that narrative. Um, that's, that's really important. And I, I, I think there's so much to be pessimistic about that having a sort of optimistic, like we actually don't have to do systems change. We can just do systems in, invention. Um, yeah, I, that, that's exciting to me. That's a very exciting narrative. Um, recognizing that it's much, much easier said than done and the devils in the details are very hard to do. Um, but we kind of don't have a choice. You know, it's like we're the situation is far too dire to be pessimistic at this stage. Like we really need to find an optimistic story that says we're going to be able to navigate the next, you know, 30 years of sort of escalating. Well, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think with what you said, and I think that we would do better if we had a shared narrative that we can all build upon and participate in. And I agree too. I, I'm a big fan of what, you know, Kevin Waukee is doing over, uh, you know, with Greenpilled and, you know, the work that he has done over at Gitcoin previously. And, you know, just, I think he's someone who I think is a good storyteller. Um, and he's able to uh, share these very complex ideas in very fun and accessible ways, right? Like very de deconstructing this very technical space and doing it in a way where you can say, oh, I can relate to that. Um, and sometimes doing it where 
yeah, yes. memes or the new yes. stories. Which is my very long way of trying to get to exactly that, is telling stories through memes, right? Short form quality content that hooks you, that can go viral. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I agree. I think that there's a lot of opportunity here for us to kind of build this shared meme, right? Um, I know there are some projects that talk about Moloch. And I think that for the most part, a lot of people have bought into that, right? Defeating Moloch, this, this crosses different uh, projects. Uh, it doesn't just necessarily have to do with DAOs. It could be with DeFi. It could do, be with NFT marketplace, whatever. Like it, it really encompasses this idea of like coordination and being able to uh, do better together. Um, I guess I wanted to kind of pick at this a little bit more because we also opened with this conversation about coopetition uh, and about doing better together in the space of Web3 and hopefully uh, doing so before Web2 companies wake up and say, oh, this makes sense. And thank you for all the work that you've done, uh, Coordinate, you know, Gitcoin, uh, every project that's been building for years, uh, this future upon this philosophy of shared values and, uh, you know, regenerative growth. I wonder if like, you can maybe talk a little bit about uh, the ways that Coordinate uh, engages other projects to work collaboratively. I think you were talking about DowKit uh, earlier, where there's like these different projects that have come together to at least think through some of these challenges together and maybe build uh, in some sort of like unified strategy. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, collaboration is obviously a deep value for a lot of people in this space. Um, And, you know, we're also like products trying to get users and trying to figure out, you know, how we can become self-sustaining. And everybody's doing that, you know. I think, again, back to like the throw a better party, I do think there's there's at least a value in a real you know, the, the new, the new winning is like, is the squad wealth kind of idea. You know, it's like, you don't want to be Facebook where it's like, yes, we vertically integrated everything and everything happens here in all our walled garden. You know, you kind of have these competing ecosystems. Um, it, as opposed to, it's like, wow, there's, there's sort of enough for everyone. And, and it's better to have, you know, a hundred projects doing well than one project that's an ultra mega unicorn. Um, I, I think that's just a, a value that sort of permeates things, which again, is easy to say, but then, you know, the conversation at DowKit, again, and we're essentially a collection of people building DAO tools, is sort of really getting down into the details um, that are really hard. You know, it's like, what is the user experience of having eight front ends that they need to navigate in order to just you know, do the work of their DAO. Um, how do those things talk to each other? Uh, you know, do we all collectively somehow fund a, a sort of neutral front end DAO dashboard that, that kind of plugs into everything in the back? Um, well, then wait, what happens when, you know, someone's using a tool that isn't part of the funding? Like it's, these are, you know, when you get them in the nitty gritty, obviously the details get very, um, very challenging. But I, I think what's important and what's interesting is the, the commitment to work on it. Um, you know, I've seen 
in, in my work in the sustainability world, you know, you rarely see companies coming together to try and solve things um, that don't have a sort of, you know, PR angle, PR angle, or some sort of some sort of ROI. Um, you know, ultimately, they're like, we have to win. We have to show continual growth, and you know, um, we have to we have to win. And it's sort of like. I guess what's interesting to me in Web3 is we're sort of re-exploring what are the win conditions, you know, and, and like what is, what is enough? Um, and, you know, is there a way where we can all, all do good and no one has to sort of be the winner? We can all win. Like, is that possible? I think is a real legitimate question. Um, and it's just cool to be in these conversations and sort of understand like, you know, yeah, let's integrate. Okay. But like, where does the interaction happen? Is it on, you know, are people doing this using your product on coordinate or are people on your site using coordinate? What are the implications of that? Do we care? Um, you know, what happens when all of us are mature and five years from now, you know, we're all sort of leading our category and getting tight. We have ideas for other things we want to do, but it starts stepping on each other's toes. You know, where the, where, where the rubber meets the road, how much will these values hold? Um, or how much will we say like, uh, oh yeah, you know, the coopetition, but we're going to be in more competition now than, than cooperation. Um, I think it's just interesting to have that as uh, as an open question, as opposed to just the obvious default in sort of you know default world business. You're like win, you know, crush the competition. You're competing. It's sort of you know you have to win your category. All these things. It's like well maybe, um, but maybe there's another way of of doing things. Yeah, I I don't know why in my head. I'm, it's ringing kind of the protocols that comprise the internet and how maybe in the beginning uh, there was this idea of like one protocol to, you know, win them all. But like, you know, talking about like TCP IP, HTTPS, like all these different protocols that are absolutely crucial to having the internet work. How when we put these things together, we have a usable internet, right? I wonder if we can look at Web3 development from a similar lens. I think it's a lot more you know, broad in terms of the different uh, utility of these uh, projects, products, and protocols. But looking at it as in order for Web3 to be usable, to be widely adopted, we need to A, create standards, you know, and the standard could be coordinate, but also find ways to linking that up to other protocols so that when you see Web3 from a high level, you don't think about HTTPS, right? But you think about just being able to log into a website securely, right? You think about being able to like, you know, if Coordinate continues on the road that it is, being able to use it as some sort of like contribution, compensation tool that also sets some sort of like culture tone in organizations, right? But at the same time, you can use the entirety of the Web3 ecosystem uh, in ways that are synergistic and, uh, you know, uh, collaborative uh, so that it all just makes sense. You're just using the web in that case. Mm -hmm. 
And that, that gets to the, the, the mindset shift, you know, is it's like, I mean, the, the cool parts about DowKit are sort of like, well, you know, what if, what if we had, you know, token gating or just if you have a certain NFT badge that automatically allows you into a certain coordinate circle, like, Ooh, that's a lot to build. Like, no, don't worry. Other, you know, there's other protocols that have already built this. You just have to plug it in. Like, oh, great. Well, what about, you know, doing like backend payroll stuff, like the distribution, like, oh no, we can integrate with folks that are doing that. Um, and, you know, reputation. Like when we first started Coordinate, we sort of saw this like, oh, wow. And people have their profiles and, and, give is like this super high signal reputational marker. It could be like the LinkedIn of Web3. And now it's like, as we look at it, it's sort of like, well, no, we're just the supplier of an extremely valuable reputation oracle and are happy to share it with all the people that are really building a lot more elaborate and complete reputational infrastructure. Um, and in some ways, you know, I hope that as Web3 gets built out, what it will look like is very similar to Web2, except just kind of like a, a figure ground switch where it's like, you know, now I've got my, my data backpack, you know, shout out to disco, but I'm like showing up all these places and I can show up how I want to show up and interact with things there. And I can potentially like participate in some of the upside and what I'm doing. Um, and we can really just kind of, you know, obviously the, the value that, that the internet, especially web two created was pretty stunning. Um, and accumulated to a lot of people who didn't, you know, didn't really help build it and are actively building it. Um, and a lot of people have obviously written about this a lot more eloquently, but, you know, Web3, Web3 Uber looks a lot like Web2 Uber, except, you know, the drivers are doing a lot better than, than investors. Um, you know, it, 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 I, I, that's how I see Web3 really. It's like, it's like, what if it was, what if it looked a lot like web two, except the value accrual is a lot flatter. And that's where, that's where I feel like, you know, the, the, we're all going to make it meme was, was, uh, I've said this before, it's like largely misunderstood, right? It's not, we're all going to get rich. Like we're all going to make this thing. Um, and that gets into, again, like the, the mindset of being self-sovereign and recognizing like, we're building Web3 and, and we can actually make it, you know, reflect the system that we want to, to participate in. We can, we can create systems that better reflect our, our values. Um, but it's hard, you know, we kind of have to, we have to be the ones to, that show up to do it. Um, which to me really mirrors like the, the broader global situation, you know, what we're all, what we're talking about, you know, tokens and all these things, I think the refi folks are really pointing to, like, what is this all for? Um, and I think we have to realize that there are no, you know, governments or Paris Accords, you know, or, or philanthropists that are going to come save us. Like, we're going to have to figure out how we, you know, deal with a lot of these global wicked problems that are going to, going to only intensify. Yeah, I like that. You know, I think at least for me, what I took away from that, it's, yeah, it's a value shift, but it's also a culture shift from the way that we interact 100%. with our environment, the way that we see um, 
you know, the way that we see value in our relationships, the way that we see value in our work, the way that we see value in uh, exchange of goods, even, for instance, uh, where it isn't just hyper-financialized, but there's a lot more uh, that we can take away from that. And so maybe, maybe the call to action for all of us as developers is to look at it from the lens of the future we want to live in, from some of these like philosophical perspectives that we talk about in Web3. The tokens and sure, some of the financial things are important in order to make sure that we're compensating each other fairly, that we're, you know, uh, able to, you know, kind of reward this ecosystem to flourish. But that's just a small piece of the puzzle. At the end of the day, it there's, there's a much bigger picture that we should all be looking uh, towards. So I wonder if th- this is a good time to kind of ask you this question, because this is the question that I usually ask in closing. And is there something or someone that has been hugely influential to you in the way that you think and positioning you and the work that you do in this space the way that it does? I think on, on one level, I could point to folks like, you know, Jeanine Benyus from Biomimicry um, or, you know, Buckminster Fuller, like these kind of thinkers that really work to open up like you know, different paradigms and ways of thinking about things. Um, I mean, biomimicry has been really, really influential in me and just how we think about systems and, and, and how they work um, and recognizing that, you know, nature has 4 billion years of R&D to learn from. Um, you know, in the space, uh, like I definitely have to, to shout out to Iwaki because it was their bankless podcast with Slain Moloch with him and Amin that I first was like, that's when I realized like, oh, this is what, you know, crypto like is. Um, and, and, and that really like changed my perception and got me, you know, kind of down the, down the Dow rabbit hole. Um, and after that, like, I, you know, it's, it's really like the, the team at, at coordinate, you know, I could shout out to every one of them. There's, there's, uh, I think 11 or 12 of us, um, but the way that they have really like committed to like, this could be awesome. Um, <laughs> and, you know, really trying to, trying to both smooth out the way it works and conceptualize how it could, um, but really committed to this idea of like, could we get to that sort of value in value out ideal? Um, and how can we support people kind of at, at every stage of that journey? Um, yeah. I like, I am super impressed and and uh, grateful to to the coordinate team and the way that they are, you know, not just doing the work, but are really thinking about the deeper questions and what we're building. And that's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Zach and Coordinate, you can follow them on Twitter at Fifth World Zach and Coordinate, respectively. And don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast wherever you're listening to us, and give us a five star review. It really is an important way to get this content out to more people like you. And if you really enjoyed this conversation, please do go check out our archive at cryptosapiens.xyz. Until next time, stay brainy.